Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFYLP episode 448. We are live tonight on Monday, September 20th. I am Lucas, or I, I guess I should say I'm late. Uh, and <laughs> I am here with Phil. Hi, I'm here, and that's not my dog barking in the background. It's totally someone else's dog. I blame Rob. Yes. Rude. What we'll see is like Rob's cats running across, barking. And Peter. Forever does, Trump. And Rob. Meow. Yeah. Hey. So, apologies for being late, everyone. Uh, had some things run over. Uh, so, you know, but, but we're here now. So, um. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there we are. So, and, uh,. Here yeah, we are, so... face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. I don't know that reference. I, I do, and Ricky Schroeder's a turd. I mean, I mean, I know there's a TV show. Is... Yeah, that was okay. all right. I, I got us off track. Let's uh, let's go. We don't have a track. Yeah, so, so so we don't really have a track anyway. So uh, so tonight's topic, we're going to just be talking about kind of like how our collecting has been for the last year and whatnot. So I'm sure that we'll go off topic quite a bit and uh, and whatnot. So we're it's getting close to TFCon time. Uh, that's going to be at the end of October here. So but we still got, you know, what, over a month ago, I guess. So So, yeah. And uh, on the TFCon note, if you were looking to buy a weekend pass, they have sold out. Um, and so it's 55 bucks or was 55 bucks for the weekend pass. They still have day passes for Saturday and Sunday, which are 30 and 25 respectively. So it's like, oh, it's the same cost. But day passes don't let you in until noon. And even then, they won't let you in until depending on attendance due to crowd limitations. So keep that in mind folks there are people we know that are looking for indentured servants over the weekend so if you're desperate <laughs> we can we can find you some work yeah then yeah then that's how i'm planning on going the, the con right you'll it'll be a different yeah, i'll be experience. at uh i'll be at orson's booth if all goes to plan so assuming he doesn't go to canada with his toys <laughs> I assume they're still there. I don't know. I'm surprised. Did he get new inventory? Because I thought at the last show a couple years ago yeah. he had sold out of most of it. 
Uh, he sold what was left over to Nick, but I know he still has personal stuff he's selling. Uh, I've been that guy at TFCon. It's kind of fun. Which, you know, ties into what I know, like you said, like Phil's been doing and, you know, just in general collection, he's he's been downsizing a lot over the past few years, um, much like I have. You know, I still buy plenty and he still buys plenty too, right? But just selling off the excess and the stuff you cycled out. That... That's what I always feel like. It's like, well, you could either, you know, die collecting Transformers or live long enough to become a dealer. <laughs> I, I don't know how you are a collector and aren't, you know, familiar with eBay after so many years. It's just like, you just, it's it not even, it doesn't have to be eBay, but some form of selling. You just run out of space unless you just get a whole bunch of storage right. units and just shove everything in those and make like an infinity closet. Yeah, right. Like who would do that though? Or, you know, what? not even that. among totes among totes. And then you just get so many totes that like the store doesn't even sell the totes that you started with. And you have to find new supplies of totes. Now your totes are collectible items. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine if it's even worse than that. We're like, you're not even in totes. You're like in boxes. And random mislabeled boxes shoved into every corner of your house and your garage and your attic to the point where you don't even, you can't even, it's not even organized. Imagine being that person. <coughs> Nick. <coughs> Sorry, I had something broke. I had to clear it. By the Rona. Well, I, I'm really curious um, how Headmaster Don is doing with his move. I saw that, uh, I think this last weekend that. He was moving, and I think there was some rain involved and whatnot. I was following it on uh, on Twitter, but uh, I know he's been so busy with, with everything that he hasn't had a chance to be on, on TFYLP for a little while. But well, I think uh, that the other show has him in, chained in a basement, actually, or at least his podcast might. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to be coy about the name. I just can't remember it at the moment. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Kilby would appreciate that. So. Isn't it Triple Takeover? I think it's Triple Takeover. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. you know, talking about TFCon and you know the collections and selling and that, um, you know, I've been pretty on the fence if I'm going to go or not. I'm kind of more enthused now. The thought about going as a uh, helping out Orson, I enjoyed that a lot when I did it a couple years back at the last TFCon, just because I'm kind of like I'm over the panels. For the most part, I mean, I saw like a few of them, right? But it's not, it doesn't make or break it for me anymore. Um, but even the dealer room, I don't know, it's always fun. You know, it's just one of those, like, it's an attraction. You know, you just go and walk around, it's fun, right? right. Um, but even if I didn't go, it's not like, oh, I got to go for the dealer room. Like, no. Like, if I want anything, I buy it off eBay. And most stuff I have, like, you know, as far as existing stuff, and it's not like, oh, I have everything, it's just, I, my collection's pretty done on that side. You know, I'm mostly buying new stuff, which is mostly third-party masterpiece-type stuff. You know, a little Hasbro stuff here and there. Um, and so, like, the dealer room doesn't actually hold a lot of appeal as far as I'm going to go make purchases since I bought Grandis. Right? You know, and, there, and there's still stuff there that I might that I might pick up, you know, a few things that if, you know, the if I, if I feel like it or whatever, but it's like I don't really need the dealer room anymore. And it's not like eBay's new been around since what 99 or 97 something like that um and you know just your comment phil just made me think about like i wonder how many people feel they need a dealer room to buy stuff for their collection 
you know, versus they would just rather get it on eBay and Facebook and, you know, boards, which we've got a couple episodes talking about a lot of shit. But. So the thing I think is, is fun about the dealer room and the last time I went, I didn't think I was going to buy that much. And like every time I go, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy that much. And then and then I do because I'll like let it slip, you know, and tell like you guys like, oh, I'm, I might be looking for this or that or, you know, whatever it may be. And you guys will like search it out for me and be like, oh, I like already negotiated a price for you. Like here, like go buy it from this guy. Um, you know, kind We're of definitely thing, enablers. But- Right. Oh, Wait, you, you oh, mean 100%. this guy in the parking lot who doesn't even have a vendor table? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like as Alderaan's saying, sometimes you can find things at the dealer rooms you never see on eBay. And that's where I think it's it's fun where you just go around and you just see like, oh, crap. Like, I remember that. Like, oh, that you know, I need to get that. I didn't think I needed it. You know, whatever. Let me check my inventory log first to make sure I don't have two of them in a tote or whatnot but um yeah like that's the thing i think is kind of funny is like going to the the parts parties uh or whatever and you find like some part that you've been looking for for you know however many years that you know they've got it at the bottom of a bin and and whatnot um and then the other thing too is a lot of the dealers have um like if you are looking for third party masterpiece stuff like sometimes they have stuff that's not on their website they just happen to have yeah, like, oh, we stock. got this. Yeah, we got some old stock out of the back of the like, you know, whatever. Um, that's that's true. Like I've got at the last one. I don't. I think you might have got it as well there, Peter. Um, MMC Skylinks, and like yep. those were getting hard to find, and there was just like a few left at the show at Agabus, and so I picked up mine there, and then it's like, oh man, this is because oh, MMC's typically does this. Not like they set up to do it, but they make what is ordered and then they cut it off. You know, they don't like I think XTB makes a ton, right? And so, you know, but you can typically find more like they're gonna make a production run of X where MMC gazes interest much closer. Um but yeah, it can be good for that and you know, it's not marked up generally if if they're breaking out old stock unless it's like TF source where they're gonna jack the price up by fifty, sixty percent. But mo- most other dealers will just put it out for, you know, their typical retail ish price. Or they will advertise on the show floor to go back to their website uh, during the show for a marked up item. So I think uh, I think TF Source has done that before. If it's shady, they've done it. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, like we well, actually another all episode. Of the, Rob, I, it's just I, about TF Source. I, I don't That'll know, man. Like I, I feel I, like I was saying every... tonight should be a rant show. Right there, you go. I, I've. Uh, floated the idea before of asshole edition. <laughs> just, that we just all bring our biggest it? chips on our shoulders, and but I I feel like we have to have Surge be on the show if that's going to be the case, and he knows he's on Paul. the show. So, and well, I'm Paul too. So there probably Rick. But... He's a pretty big asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, me too. I mean, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm in well, good company. But but the thing about TS Source, I mean, I feel like every like all the dealers have done, you know, businesses and whatnot, like have done something that you're like, oh, I don't necessarily agree with that or this and and whatever. And, and you know, they they are in the business to, you know, try to make money and whatnot. So I I think that like they've all marked things up and it's not just TF Source. Not all of them. Not all of them. 
Plenty of the so little guys don't play that game. I want to go back, though, to a point that you guys were talking about a few minutes ago, um, which is about, like, why get a booth at a dealer versus doing eBay? Like, I've been doing eBay for a while, and it's just like a booth, you can just get things done so much quicker. You can move so much stuff so much quicker. Now, I, I wouldn't haul stuff halfway across the country to do that, but when when TFCon was was essentially in my backyard, you know, a few years ago, and, and when I was supposed to be there last year, like I was like, yeah, I want to get a table because I, you know, I've done it before, and, and you know, you move a lot more stuff more quickly. And sometimes you you find people who are an audience for something that there isn't that audience for it, you know, on eBay. Like like I sold some of the um, uh, Fun Pub subscription toys to you know james roberts was at the the last TFCon i was at so guess what a lot of james roberts fans were there and that chrome dome and rewind from the subscription service were like had started to drop in price and the 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 roberts fans though they were gobbling that stuff up so you know it's it's it is nice to kind of get in front of an audience a that is larger than what you're going to maybe get from ebay um, and you know, you can just, you can kind of move stuff and, and you're not paying, you know, the eBay fees. Yeah. You gotta, gotta, you gotta pay for a dealer booth and pay for gas depending on how popular you're traveling. But you know, you can do that quick negotiations versus the eBay. eBay's just, fucking tedious to sell on. I don't mind yes. buying on it, but I, selling on it is, and I'm fast at it. I'm a, I'm efficient. Like I, my flat boxes, I got everything together. I can wait, I can get it out quick, but it's still tedious. It's, it's um, really hard to sell those smaller items, you know, like those $5 like ten dollar item. items. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Not worth well, it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like when you I did in a lot or something, right? But and, yeah, and when those... I did TFCon with Paul, like he was shocked because I had the bins, you know, in front of the table, like to just dig through bins. And he's like, he had never done that before. He didn't have any bin stuff. He had, he had the stuff, for, you know, for his own uh, site he sells for. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, yeah, the, the bins were drawn crowds in, you know, and, and then they'd start to look at the bigger, higher price stuff that was behind the table or on the table. Yeah. It's one of those I don't buy much in a dealer room anymore, but I still think selling in a dealer room is great, you know, because a lot of people aren't me. Um, you know, it's there's like some salesman quote or whatever, that, but it's basically like if you go into a dealer room, you're looking to spend money. You know, like it's much easier just to window shop on eBay or any website, right? Just for just curious what stuff costs. But if you're in a dealer room, your wallet's half open. <laughs> you know, so it's easier to sell stuff. I've a few years ago, like I put when I was helping Orson, I put out just a small section of stuff and stuff that I did not think would sell sold. And a lot of it sold. You know, like I sold like 70% of my crap and a lot of it was crap. <laughs> you know, but you know, five dollar $10 toys. We're like, yeah, I want to buy something. I still got some money, you know? We'll scoop it up. Whereas, it's always hard to see like what's actually going to sell, though. You know, yeah. um, because there's certain you know one show there might be, you know, whatever one like some of the cheaper stuff might sell, and then there's another show where your higher end stuff may sell, and I don't know. Like I, um, whenever I did TF Expo uh, a couple years ago, and like, and it was one of my times when I was selling everything from my like high-end stuff like my masterpiece and whatnot 
and no one bought any of the fans toy stuff and like the higher end like make toy seekers and all that right like but everyone was going nuts over like the planet x stuff and the um uh fans project stuff and things like that like so it's like you never know what's gonna like but again like that was that show like you know if i have it you know if we had it this year or whatnot like maybe something else would have you know, sold instead. Of course, I didn't have, I don't have that stuff now to sell, but. I think that's one of the downsides of TFCon that it changes location. Like a couple of my friends do DairyCon and they know the audience at DairyCon and they know what sells there and what moves. And, and, you know, when you have, you know, a show that <laughs> does have more of a national footprint like TFCon, but then when you have it move across the country, you don't always have the same audience that's attending. So it's a little bit harder to gauge that. So, you know, Lucas, your, your show out there in KC, you know, you do it enough times that, you know, I can, I get that, you know, your inventory was your own personal stuff. You weren't loading up on an inventory to sell there, but my, my assumption is that if you're loading up on an inventory to sell there, you're going to start to see the trends and patterns. Not that they're going to be the exact same every year, but you'll you'll have a better gauge of, of what you're doing with that versus, well, you know, this is in Boston and I'm not Baltimore and now it's in DC and now it's in Chicago and you it's know, a real double edged sword. Like yeah. it's great because more people get to experience it. And you know, some people they're only gonna experience if it's near them and then yeah. they get the hook and then they're like, Hey, this is worth traveling a little further for, you know. And it, and it gets them to experience. So there's a lot of positive, I think, that comes out of it. But then there's negatives and people are like, well, I don't know when it's going to be and I don't know where it's going to be. Am I going to drive? And so like every time you have to figure out what plans are going to work and you got to figure it all out again from scratch every year, just like we did with BotCon for so long. Um, yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, personally, actually I actually kind of like the way that TFCon has been doing it because if you have it in the same spot all the time, it just kind of gets stale and, and the same, you know, the same people are coming year after year after year. Whereas I think that, you know, it seems like they've been alternating Chicago like every two years. And so it's kind of like one of those things that by, by doing it that way, like, you know, you can just go every couple of years. And then now where they've added another show, um, as well. And uh, assuming that they have, sh- I mean, it's, it's hard with COVID and all that stuff. Um, but you know, they had added LA in, um, and then they were adding Orlando in, uh, before it got canceled. Um, so I think if they kind of have some of that cadence where they're having like a spring and a fall, and of course they always have, uh, their show in Toronto, uh, well, again because covid but like before that they it was always that's all that show is always at the same spot um you know every year too so it's like if you want to go to the same spot just go there and by the way it could be an exciting show if my unicron gets knocked into the floor tonight um uh, we have a new cat and and i'll save the short version she's been here for about a month or month and a half something like that and she's having trouble integrating. And so she's down here with me right now. And she really wants to hop on the shelf where Unicron is. I have three half shelves. And she keeps like eyeing it. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I have to back her away. And then she like tries to slink behind some figures on the bottom shelves. And so what I have right now is the automatic laser pointer, which she loves. And so I got that going to distract her because she was about to start going over there again. Uh-huh. No, no, no. But like if I don't notice it, she'll hop up there. And she's hopped up there several times without knocking anything down but you hear a loud crash and a lot of swearing 
what's up rob i think you need to do us all uh you know that are viewing and participating in the show a favor is set up a second camera right on that unicron so if and when it does happen it is recorded for prosperity here i can show you this part in theory if i can yeah she is uh she's having fun this can be the cat episode i'll just leave my camera there she's starting to get tired but <laughs> and this week we had three thousand viewers. What? What happened? Oh yeah, we just showed Rob's over cat. Now. She's, <laughs> She's getting tired. So, we, we missed the good stuff. From Transformers to cat videos. I, I love cat I videos. Crude formula. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, what? Uh, Catherine's asking what we think will be hot at TFCon. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's hard to say. Anything like fans toys. Show. That yeah. is not yeah. the mini bots seem to be in stock everywhere still. I don't I don't know if they just made more. They're just not as popular or what. But you know, like like if there's a Blitzwing there, those are going to be gone in like ten minutes, right? Or not Blitzwing, sorry, Astro Trains. Um, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. You know, so like any of the like bigger bots from Fans Toys will those will fly off. Yeah, and then who knows what exclusives they'll be? You know, we can hypothesize about that later on another show or something. That's something I'm looking forward to about TFCon because I feel like, you know, we're talking about the status of our collection, and I feel like one thing I'm buying a lot less of is third party. Now, granted, there was a while there where I was kind of new to third party, and therefore I was buying stuff from a couple years backlog. But, you know, with COVID and everything else, like the amount of new stuff of third party have been like, it's been a bit of a trickle for me. So, sure, KFC is like shown a ton of stuff that they're coming out with, but, um, I feel like my third party buying is is gone down, and some of the stuff that I was thinking of buying for third party Hasbro has got versions. Like I'm like, all right, you know, fans toy Stunticons. Let's let's grab those and and build up that Menasaur. And it's like, oh, but Hasbro is doing Stunticons. How good's that going to look and compare the price? I get it, fans toys is going to be way better, but um, from a price perspective, the Hasbro one's going to be a lot I mean, cheaper. I mean, it just depends on what you're collecting, you know. And- yeah. We've hit on this before that I think comparing Chug and Masterpiece, you're just you're different worlds. I don't there's yeah, no I mean, comparison. They're both different things. They have different price points, and that Masterpiece doesn't have a price point. Yeah. It, you know, um, it's it's all about the product. Whereas, you know, Chug stuff is about the price point. And it's what fits in the price point. You know, that's I, I, that's I, how all things are judged. So I've got a shelf totally of, different. Yeah, I've got a shelf of MP scale Decepticon combiners. And, uh, you know, because I'm dealing with different third-party companies, the quality is different, the scale is different. So I do have Combiner Wars, Devastator, and I've got Predaking, Hasbro Predaking on there. So do they look as good a quality as, as some of the third-party ones? No, but it's all sort of a hodgepodge anyway. So I don't yeah. mind if I have another hodgepodge Hasbro, uh, you know, the combiner in there versus the fans toys, which would cost me a mortgage payment. You know, we haven't heard from Peter. He's just been emoting along with us. So Peter, I, you know, I know, I feel like my, and your, you're probably the closest to my collecting habits, except it's like me plus all the Hasbro stuff. Right. Whereas so I get P- some Peter of that equals us plus you Rob. Yeah. So, you know, especially like, I'm more interested in like your um, the vintage stuff you get. Like, you know, you just got a fossil source. Welcome to the club. Thank you. It, it's 
The water's really nice here. It's my um, second. Oh, it's your second. Okay, so you've loose... had it for a while. No, no, I have a, I have a loose one that I got a little while ago, and then the box yeah. one I got. No, no, but but tell us, Rob. Tell us how you're close to collecting like like Peter is. Come on, keep keep telling us that. Now that he's <laughs> on his second fossilosaurus. <laughs> but so, especially for your like your vintage stuff that you're getting, you know, both Transformers and you know, you know, related brands. You know, where are you finding your stuff? Uh, I'm I'm mostly like I have I have a routine and don't tell my boss. But when I log on on the work in the morning, I, I log on to Yahoo, and I've got my proxy service that I use, and I just shop. I've saved everything that I'm looking for in uh, kanji. Thank you, uh, kanji or katakana, and I just run searches. Boom, 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 boom. And if anything pops up, if it's closing soon. I bid on it, buy it. If it's a buy it now, if it's something that's closing in the next day or two, I just watch it and open a tab and throw that tab over there. Log in every morning. Oh, and Mandarake and uh, Jungle Shop. I don't. Jungle Shop's new to me. I don't know what that is. Jungle Shop is where I started shopping first. I just like back in God, 2010 or so. I was just like shop Japanese store in America or something. I just ran a random search and that, that came up. So are they. Yeah. It's a U.S. based import store. No, it's a it's a Japanese based store, and they ship to okay. the U.S. and the site. You know, you switch it over to English, kind of like Mandarake does now. Switch it over to English, pop in your address, and they'll they'll send it to you. Yeah, and for anybody who's never done that before, you're like, oh wow, it's so much chip, cheaper over there, and then it's like a fifty dollar EMS shipping fee. So like, keep that in mind. You know, if you're buying a lot, lots of times it's still worthwhile to do. Um, but the, and, the shipping prices used to be cheaper, but as we've seen with like <laughs> COVID and all that, it's like all went completely haywire. Um, yeah. The but last yeah, 18 like, months have been pretty rough uh, for shipping prices. But I, I will say like I got a, a boxed Bai Kung Fu from, from uh, the, the DX Bai Kung Fu from Machine Robo Revenge of Kronos. And I got it for 150 or something like that. And it's unused, beautiful. $150 and then I had to pay, you know, pay the 10% or whatever to the shipping service and then pay for actual shipping. So cool. I got out of there, you know, un, you know like $300 all said and done. Yay. Um, you can get them on eBay right now from a stateside seller or from someone who's selling and willing to ship to the States for $1,100. Ooh. So have fun with that. It's not just, it's not just the, Oh, you got to watch out for the shipping fee. It's that your options stateside are limited because they know they kind of got you and they're, they're willing to hurt, hurt your wallet, uh, to, to get you that thing. So shopping overseas is, is advantageous. Yeah. Um, your, uh, fossil source, uh, acquirement, uh, encouraged Phil to message me. He's like, Hey, what do you know about fossil source and buying one? Right. And I was like, well, if you look on eBay, like it's going to be many hundreds of dollars even on, if you can find it, which you probably won't. It's super rare to show up on eBay. I was like, but I got mine boxed and shipped for 300. You know, like that's that's insanely. But I was like, but if you see it at this on the floor at TFCon, I bet it's going to be seven hundred dollars. Maybe a thousand. Yeah, I would say yeah. there's one on Yahoo right now, and it's been on Yahoo for months. The box is pretty rough, uh, more rough than than the one that I have. Mine has like a, a line across the top, but this one is like like scrapey marks across the top, and it's fifteen hundred dollars. 
translated. And that's just way too much. Don't do that. Um, so even 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 Yahoo sellers from Japan know that people are coming over and shopping, you know, and they're they're not going to sell it domestically for that. But maybe someone from the states or from Europe will be like, oh, what a deal! I found the thing Probably I've been not, looking for. But... <laughs> Some things sell. Um, yeah. But uh, I I got lucky on mine. I have an acquaintance in Hong Kong who I gave him a list, like find these things, and he's like, okay. Hey, I found this thing. This is the price. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So I think uh, eventually what I'll just do is just pay you guys a finder's fee. <laughs> like when I went mine, I used Day Japan. But anytime I go to their site now, it usually doesn't load. Or like it, it takes like a gajillion years. So I don't know if they got really slow or if there's some DNS issue between me and them. I, I don't know what the deal is. They were awesome when I used them. Just, you know, I know there's several proxy sites out there but um yeah like they actually don't charge a percentage fee off the bat i think is how it works but like you can pay them extra to do and it came up just fine right now so i don't know maybe the other day it was just a bad day but but yeah like they're they're really cheap and yeah just throwing that out there if people are interested and you know, i shouldn't because more competition but eh. so so this is a question i wanted to ask you guys about buying vintage toys you're, you're buying it from someone who is overseas. It's costing an arm and a leg for shipping. You're trusting that it looks as good in the pictures as when you get it in hand. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to to TFCon is I don't have a complete G1 collection. There's stuff I want to get G1-wise. I prefer to buy that stuff in person. I understand the stuff totally you valid. guys are into. It's hard to, be, hard to do that. So how do you sort of evaluate when you're buying – some of these rarer pieces is it just like dude it's rare you know i just kind of want it if the condition isn't as perfect as the pictures as long as it's not busted up i'll, I'll be okay with it kind of deal or, or talk me through your process on that who wants to go first uh i'll, I'll go shortly okay. i mean you know pictures if it doesn't have pictures don't take the risk yeah. if it doesn't have good pictures don't take the risk and you know we're not talking about cheap stuff so if you don't feel the pictures are good enough, feel free to ask, which can be hard to do if they're on Yahoo Japan, right? But if they're, if you're selling a $700 toy, you know, or even $200 toy, right? And the seller doesn't want to take more pictures, move on. Um, and then aside from that, it's the same as you buy anywhere online. What is their rating, their reviews? Don't spend $300 on a super rare toy with somebody with zero reviews or three reviews, right? Like, you're probably better off letting it bake unless you have some other sort of corroborating reference for that, that source. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always a roll of a dice with anything you buy online. Right. Um, but yeah, generally after that, you've done all you can and, and you go to town and 99% of the time you're going to be fine. If you do that stuff. That's good. Appreciate it. I don't know. Do you have anything to add, Peter? Uh, no, I, I, I like to, I'm all things over. There, I have been, I am my own worst enemy when it comes to buying too quickly. Um, I, I, I've in the past not noticed things that I should have when, when shopping and get it. And it's like, ah, oh, what the hell is that? And, but now, you know, when I was 18 and doing that, I'd, you know, go yell at the seller and be a little hothead and then find out, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm being a little hothead. I, 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 I botched. Um, 
So now I always go back to the pictures like, yep, there it is. I was too excited. Didn't see that there was a dinged corner or the freaking robot points were cut out. How the hell do you miss that, Destron? I don't know, but it's happened before a couple times on expensive stuff. Um, yeah, just just pay attention to the pictures. And, and you just got to, I don't know, for me, I some of the things that I've been buying over the summer, it's like I'm not over the past year, I guess I'm not going to get, I feel like I'm not going to get these chances again because the, the space between when they appear online gets longer and longer and longer. And the more people I see on Facebook, like, Hey bro, I'm just getting into collecting and I've got a thousand dollars and I bought this thing rip and they rip it open and put it on the shelf. This is lame. I don't even like it anymore. And then they, yeah, get them while you can. (laughs) Uh, because it's not pre-2007 anymore. It's not pre-any of that anymore. We're old, and the toys are getting older, and the, the the people purchasing them are not getting any more careful. Yeah, on the one hand, I think we've touched on this before, but um, the market for this stuff shrinks. is going to you know keep shrinking to most degrees, but also the availability of... Um, rarer stuff will keep shrinking up. Like, I think, you know, a lot of the mass-produced U.S. stuff, I think you, if you want it, you'll be able to find it. And there's been reissues of a lot of the main stuff as well. Not everything, by far, but um, but then, like, stuff that was only released in Japan or only released in Europe, um, those are a lot harder to come by. And those will just continue to shrink until, you know, every now and again you get, like, um, like that one dude, I can't remember, like, I think it was two years ago, but there was, like, I have everything and I'm a known collector and I am now selling my collection. Is and it Bryce? People, yeah, Bryce. Yeah. yeah. And it's a feeding frenzy, you know, to get the choice bits. And uh, even, even then he like, he, he like soft, let the list out and let people come to him. And it was like, that's gone. That's gone. That's I, I haven't had a chance to update the list cause you people are beating me up. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, yeah. Things that used to be ubiquitous are now really hard to come by. In, in some instances, some of that European stuff, like you were talking about, the, the Gen the Gen 1.5, Gen 2 stuff that no one wanted for years and years and years and just sat yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and those toys are so great. Unique molds, and they have mm-hmm. wonderful colors, and they pop. Wonderful. Oh, I love the colors so much. Yeah. The only p- uh, problem is is that there's so much gold plastic in a lot of them, especially accessories. Every single weapon on, like, yeah. the, the planes. Yeah. I can't remember. What are they called? Yeah. yeah. Predators. Yep. Like everything is gold plastic handles <laughs> and yep. all of mine have their handles but i'll never touch them again like thunder clash I, i'm just not going to touch that toy anymore i really want to but it's just like nope. a, lot, a lot of the ones i have like don't pyro so, some of them are yeah exactly yeah so, some of them are in better condition than others you know and like some have accessories some don't you know but like i kind of did the you know, kind of same thing when I was going through and, and trying to find those that I was like, ah, this, this condition, I'm okay with living with this. Like I'll, I'll go ahead and get, you know, for this one and in that one and, and whatever. But, uh, I mean, you know, the day is going to happen where it's, you're not going to be able to find them that aren't broken anymore. You know, right. and we keep approaching it because, you know, GPS the plastic's basically already broken. It's just waiting to show you, <laughs> you right. know, and you gotta get comfortable with glue and stuff. To be honest, you know, it's, so it's kind of like the I... emulator community uh, or the speedrun community. They used to be like, oh, no, you have to do your speedruns on the hardware, you know, or it's not valid. Right. And 
eventually they're like, you know what? One day there's not going to be any work in Nintendo's anymore. It's like it's just literally not going to be work, or somebody's going to have to open it up to get it working again. But then it's no longer vintage, and so they're like, we got to get rid of this restriction, you know. And so the verified emulators that you can't cheat on, blah blah blah, you know that are exactly accurate and all this and that because or else the scene was going to die completely and i think if any of this vintage collecting carries past like when we're 60 and there's other people still interested in it which is a long shot anyways like they're going to have to be comfortable with throw some glue on it you know you're just not going to have it so uh online this isn't transformers but uh people are talking about complaining about uh motu and the, the classics being like, you know, the prices, you know, shooting up for them and whatnot. And um, I, I think it was like Pixel Dan or whatever was saying, he's like, hey, you know, Motu classics are 13 years old now. It, that's like buying the original vintage stuff back in 2000, you know, and it's like that's like this stuff's like, you know, that stuff's rare now at this point. You know, some of the ones that came out at the beginning, you know, the new stuff that's hitting the shelves now, again, you know, it's one thing, but it's, uh, I don't know. And then it's, it's kind of the same way with the original movie toys for Transformers, you know, 2007's like keeps getting further and further away, you know? I mean, it's 14 years old. That's right. There's definitely a vintage. That's vintage. Aspect. Um, right. you know, it's, we like to bitch about, um, you know, the the core line of characters getting done over and over again in every line ever, right? And there's definitely a lot of validity to that, but, like, I, I, I hit Secret Burnout in, like, 2010, right? And just got over it. But, like, oh, they're doing the new Seekers and, like, you know, doing all six of them again. It's like, again? Man, that mold was in 2006, 2007, the classic start. It's, it's mm-hmm. fucking old. And, like, we there haven't been... There's been plenty of Starscream, sure, but... Very rarely has it been the trio all in the same mold and definitely hasn't been all six, you know? So it's like, sure, they're due for it. There's new collectors that are excited about it. So, you know, if it comes out good for them, you know, it's that stuff is old. (laughs) It's it's old. It's it doesn't feel as old to us because we were adults when it came out, you know, and I think when you're a kid every year is a bigger proportion of your life therefore it all feels more monumental as you're going through and you know your body's changing and uh you know your life changes a lot year to year and your attitudes and what you learn or whatever but you know and and that i don't know that's your brain should continue to grow as you're an adult or whatever but you still kind of your life stage kind of changes at least to me like once i was out of college and in the workforce and then again when i got married it kind of you know feels a little different to me then but then after that it's like all the same so anything that came out after that point it's like, oh, that just came out. I'm like, oh, wait, no. I've been married 15 years. <laughs> this stuff's old. Shit. <laughs> See, but I've had a lot of like seasonal changes, whether it was relationship-wise, moving. Well, that was the year I spent in that place, and that was you know just hopping around. So it, it, it breaks it up for me. It doesn't feel like one contiguous like story. I don't know. So it's easy for me to like box those years well that was when dark of the moon came out and that was the second divorce or whatever and just that was beans um but yeah i i like seeing i i want to i don't know i like that people are still interested and want to get into collecting and i and i I guess i i jumped the gun and 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 i'm too harsh on people sometimes especially new collectors because i'm gatekeeping because i'm an old crotchety man but 
I am happy that it's not dead yet. But also I, stop buying my toys. I, I don't think Transformers is going to die. And I don't think the collecting it is going to die. But it's it's going to shift. I mean, you know, we already have yes. people where Unicron Trilogy is their G1. Um, there's plenty of people that are really excited about Prime. Like Prime was, I, I don't know why. Like I thought Prime was all right. You know, but I don't. For whatever reason, it really clicked with some people. Like we saw at the last TFCon, they were super stoked about it. Like Amber, that used to be on the show, she was really into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, she's technically still part of the show. She just, you know, doesn't come on anymore. She hates us. Um, but you know, then, you know, we've got Serg, who, uh, I mean, he's a bit Unicron trilogy too. But you know, the movies were huge for him. Serg. Yeah, I called him Serg. Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. Um, you know, so it's and it'll continue. You know, although I don't know if anybody's we've talked about this is going to say, oh, the War for Cybertron trilogy was my G one because, oh god, I I don't see that happening. But I, I could see toys. somebody being nostalgic for the toys. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the toys. The, toys the, definitely the boy isn't a fan of the the Netflix stuff, the Netflix shows. Hey, I've got that guy. Um, but he is happy that he is able to watch the Gen 1 cartoon, read the IDW comics, and plug the War for Cybertron toys into his headcanon, you know, to suit those things. Because when he looks, every time I show him a Gen 1 toy or a machine robot toy that I'm like, look at this thing that I got, he looks at me and he's like, what the hell are you talking? This is lame. I was trying to show him how cool Brave Stuff is last week because I got some Brave Stuff and it's really cool. And he's like, no, this, this is not the jam. You might have to lock him in the attic for a while until he learns his lesson. I'm I'm down with that. Brave has yeah, a lot know. of bricks, but it has some awesome bricks in there. And then it's got crap like the Pegasus Combiner. Don't tell me that's not awesome. You're wrong. You are wrong. Bingo. I don't know. I mean, some of that vintage stuff, I mean, it looks pretty cool even if you have, like, no association with it. But I know sometimes, like, say if you get, like, you know, a McDonald's Happy Meal toy, and you're like, oh, look, like, here you go. I, I got this off of eBay for, you know, whatever price. And you're like, it's a Happy Meal toy. What the hell? <laughs> but it's all for the Muppet Babies and all for the things they wrote on. The cars, yeah. 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 Kermit with his, with his, uh, uh, what did Kermit have? Oh my God. Tri- tricycle or something. Oh, no, Gonzo had the big wheel. Oh. Um, Miss Piggy had the pink, uh, the pink car. Yeah. We had Fozzie that was on the horse. And what did, did Kermit have like a skateboard? As you no. you know, a, a term I first heard from Paul, uh, late stage transformerism. Um, you know, when you're collecting to complete a list, what it actually is matters less and less, especially the further you get down the list. You know, you don't care that it's, a piece of shit McDonald's toy that no one liked even then, right? It's, oh, it's rare, and it costs hundreds of dollars. And it's one of four things left on my list, you know, so I'm going to look for it and buy it. You know, I, I have it in the budget now because I got everything else that I wanted, or, you know, so much of it, right? Like, you get down to that. I was kind of that way with the um, uh, Elite Action Masters. Like, you know, I didn't... What are you doing, Cat? I'll trust you. Um, I... Uh, you know, for a while, I was just like, oh, I'll never spend that money on them or whatever. And then I did. <laughs> you know, well, and I like really liked them, them, but I, I got down to it. And I mean, I always thought they were cool. I just didn't want to spend the money until I did. 
Yeah, it's like you said, though, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Once you've knocked off dupe, 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 and dupe on the list, then your budget's like, well, now I don't have to worry about buying dupe, 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 and dupe. Now I can buy dip, 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 and dip. And there's that money. Put it together. Unless and you're I think, collecting I think the new stuff, the... and then you're like, well, yeah. Hasbro just, you know, take my money constantly. I think that's one thing, too, this year with Transformers that's helped me a little bit is that, especially so far with the second half of the year, we haven't gotten a huge product drop or they've been trickling it out. So I don't feel like I'm buying a massive amount of stuff at one time. Now, granted, they've just started shipping all the things that I pre-ordered in the spring. So now it's just like every other day, like, ah, another big box. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I watch most of the Hasbro stuff from afar now. And it feels like there's constant, like a steady stream of stuff. But we haven't had like a couple times when they're like, hey, here's a new wave. And it was like people dropping $400 just to get new stuff. You know, just yeah. regular retail stuff. But it's like all at once. And like they're loading up their Hasbro Pulse card or whatever, you know. It feels like it's been a while since that's happened. Yeah, like I just got all three of these dudes today. You know, the... the um Triceridion, I forget his name, and then Grimlock and Mirage set. So, you know, the fact that you're getting, you know, three Transformers showing up on your doorstep on a day, not not part of the same pre-order, not even from the same uh, website, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you know, more stuff's coming in. Like, I just in the last month got Scorponok because I got that delayed order because of COVID, and I just got my ARC as well. So, like, two Titans in a month. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting a lot more stuff, but, yeah, it feels like with this sort of dribble like transformer Tuesday thing, you know, every other Tuesday you get a new thing to order. You're not getting the, the big toy fair drop two waves order thing at, at, you know, that we're seeing, you know, that's, I think helped me a little bit with my transformers collecting, feeling better about it. Um, And then at the same time, uh, you know, again, like I said, the, the third party stuff has been, seems to have slowed down a little bit. It's picked up pace now again for pre-orders, but in terms of actual things that are out, I feel like it's slowed down. Um, everything's slowed down and it's going to continue to slow down just because of shipping nightmares. Yeah. You know, that that's just, that's the manufacturers getting it out, right? That's not even like trying to get it from Shozy. It's like, it's, no, it's like Shozy doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I, I feel, I feel like the thing is, is like you pre-order all this stuff and you're like trying to, you know, be good and budget and whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, holy crap. Like Hasbro Pulse just sent me like 13 things. So I guess my budget this month is just, you know, it's like, no honey, I swear I ordered this like nine months ago. I almost forgot that I had ordered it from, from Hasbro Pulse and, Oh, tomorrow. Oh, well, no, I ordered that six months ago. And, you know, I ordered this three months. Like, sorry, it's all like, I swear I didn't just all order this stuff. What about the, what about the target bag? Like, oh, oh yeah, that I bought today. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel a lot of that is more so than it has been in previous years, but like, it's, it's just really, uh, yeah. due to the pandemic. Like I feel it's Hasbro has a bunch of stuff coming on the ship. Right. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, on the ship, and it's just like where it used to, you know, plenty of ships going out all the time, and stuff would get integrated in. It's like, nope. Now it's just one big ship of all your Hasbro crap. The thing, you is know, so and like cra- we saw that with Ninja Turtles, I mentioned I don't know, a couple months back, but like it was obvious that NECA and Super Seven 
got their Ninja Turtle shipment stuff at the same time. Because it was stuff that was ordered completely different times and spanned, and then it all came in at once. It's like, oh, like you guys got your stuff at the same time because they allowed a toy shipment to go through or whatever. Um, and I think I like that they're sp- spacing out the, uh, the pre-orders and the orders for things. I think that's good for people, but I think it's still all going to hit in big batches until or if the world gets back to some normal-ish, right? And we get more more shipping stuff going on. But yeah, speaking of been... Ninja Turtles, I got that. The, Rob, you've got yours right behind your shoulder. I saw it. The, uh, the Ninja Turtles Chrome Dome from NECA. So, like, this has been the month of Big Giant Robots. So that guy is gigantic. I yeah, got he is a robot, titans. isn't he? Yeah. I got the two Titans. Oh, and the HasLab Sentinel. So, yeah, lots of giant robots in my in my house. Yeah. More than so I had before. Red Soundwave for comparison. Um, I thought the uh, Super 7, Bebop, and Rocksteady were large. And they are. They are huge, but Chrome Dome... It's still large. He's not the largest Ninja Turtle figure I have because I think that third-party Krang is larger. Yeah, it's larger. Um, you know, and then the quarter-scale turtles, but he's definitely one of the largest things they've that have been made for Ninja Turtles. Period. Um, yeah, and I got Scorponok as well. I finally went ahead and picked one up. It's all right. Do. Now you need to spend hundred dollars on upgrade kits. Nope. Pass. I got Black Zerk pre-ordered as well. Um, and depending on what the kit does, and I don't even remember what Black Zerk looked like exactly, but that kit I could see maybe caving on, depending. But we'll see when we get there. Because his head looks even larger and more disproportionate with Black Zerk than it does as Scorponok. It's supposed to. Black Zerk's supposed to have a huge freaking melon. And I hope any kits that come out give him a cape and let him do that thing that he did in Zone where his legs are spread out behind his back and can, like, shoot lightning at the rocket and he has an iPad on the big head and he flies away. <laughs> and he's not in the cartoon anymore. You're like, where? how do I find your later adventures? i got to read story pages in a language I don't understand. You just read the wiki. That's, yeah. that's where the stories go now. They go in the wiki. You know, it's funny when I first found out about like some of those stories and it's like, Oh, they go on and like you read a synopsis online somewhere. And I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could read the real story. And you realize, Oh, it's literally a two page spread. It's a page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then this happened and you're like, Oh, like reading the wiki actually gave you just as much info, just not the pretty art. But, but yeah, the, so, the shipping stuff though, has been so weird. Um, we're like, I don't know, whatever. Walmart gets something like three months before anyone else or target or like whatever name your stuff or big bad toy store. It's like, I've had those like shark cons now. I don't know. Has it been like a month or more? And like, no one, like it hasn't showed up for like anywhere else. Like, I don't know how I I managed to get those. And so was it you or Ari and another one that had slug slash slag since like July? Yeah, like some. It wasn't him. me, but it was it was somebody. Yeah. I saw him in July and uh, didn't pick him up then. Oh, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we're talking about again how we collect these days a bit. As much as this one episode has a topic, right? Um, how. We've hinted on it before in other shows, but like 
you know, the toy companies, some of them, it took them a while to catch on that, hey, collectors are buying stuff. Maybe we should cater to them a little more, right? You know, because kids are buying less. Um, and, you know, it's like for me personally, I buy basically everything online. So very little in store because I never go outside even before the pandemic, right? Um, and so... See from your complexion. Yeah, I'm pasty. Um, turn down your monitor brightness if, if I'm on the screen. Um, Mexico didn't even help. Oh, I wore this big hat. <laughs> um, but it... Uh, so, like, and there's kind of, like, different tales there. Like, some stuff is easy to order. Like, Super 7 for a Ninja Troll stuff. Super easy, right? You get a, a month, six-week or open window and you go. Same with, like, HasLab stuff. Um, you know, there's a big open window to buy stuff. You can make sure you get what you want. NECA is turning the corner on the Target Ninja Turtle cartoon stuff. Almost everything has been online to order from them. You know, it sells out in only an hour or two. But, like, that is amazing over the, like, three-second windows we used to see on Target online. Like, literally three seconds before the box ate it up. So, like, some of that's getting better as people are adopting to, oh, hey, you know, how do we service people and not scalpers? Um, Hasbro Pulse puts out tons of exclusives now because, you know, Toys R Us is dead. Um, but when Target exclusives do show up, I think they're still paying for everyone. Walmart exclusives literally nobody likes. And we don't know why Walmart does it because they don't want to service it. You can order it online and you don't know what the hell if you're going to get it anyways. Apparently even Amazon, some people have gotten their exclusives from there canceled. Um, you know, and Hasbro Pulse is trying to give some of those like, you know, like they're called like the shared exclusive or whatever they call it. Like they're yeah. trying to offer some of that on Pulse. I've seen, you know, so, you know, for me, again, it's all online. And it has been for a while, especially the third party stuff. Of course, it's online, right? We don't, there aren't stores selling that to begin with. Um, fans toys is a problem with some of their pre-order for their bigger bots. You know, those sometimes sell out really hard and you got to scrounge. You can usually find it though. Hit up a TFW thread and yeah. follow some chats and you can usually find somewhere that has it or get some help. But, you know, it's know. some of it's stressful. The more stress on the Ninja Turtles stuff, the Transformers stuff hasn't been bad. And no, you don't. Going right. I, I was going to say, I don't feel like Transformers is that bad. At the same time, though, if you... Is there, if there's an exclusive you know you definitely want, it's like you definitely want to get your order in before it sells out. So, like, there's been a few things where it's kind of sold out. But then things come around. Like, like Target, I don't feel like it's been hard at all. Like, a lot of times they'll get a restock of things. And, like, I feel that, like... That's your experience. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Peter, that you live where you do. But, like, you know... Up For many reasons. Milk of honey... We're, me and we're me and my other local guy who's in our other our chat, you know, we we have we check every day. We check all of our local spots. We check the app. We check, you know, we have other satellite friends and no one has found squat. But it all shows up at, at Scalpers RS, the comic book store and big redhead scalper ass toys in Tampa. So did I call him out? Fuck that guy. Whoops. I mean, I mean, whoops. Uh, Fudge that guy. Fudge that guy. Fudge him. That mother trucker. Yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, 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 we found nothing at retail lately. Our stores are all barren. It's just really discouraging. So, I mean, the thing is, is that, Peter, you're just, in, instead of having an actual job, you just need to drive around all day 
to all the stores and and you know then you can get your pick of the inventory this this is true it's just that easy why why don't you just do that because i'm too busy shopping from my job for machine robo stuff (laughs) in hong kong (laughs) so for the the ninja troll stuff like how have you guys been dealing filling those spots in your collection like i've been waiting on like NECA to put most stuff online, and I'm getting most of it there. But they don't put the Walmart movie stuff on there. Um, or at least they haven't been. Except for, like, Bebop and Roxy was exclusive to there, right? But um, So, like, I usually just troll eBay until I can find somebody that takes a bid that is close enough, right? Because I usually say, well, if I bought it from, like, Phil's helped me out with a few things before, right? And it's like, well, Phil bought it for X, add-on tax, add-on shipping, a, you know, to, to help me out, like it would be this much. So like if I got to pay an extra 10 bucks and I can get it on eBay, I'll probably just do it. Right. Um, and sometimes you can, you can find that. And then I forget that, Oh, eBay is going to charge extra tax. And now it's like 20 bucks more shit. But, um, cause I've already hit agree to the offer or whatever. Um, that's happened to me a few times, but yeah. you know, eBay is the last resort, you know, and I, I do try to hold out for it, but that, that comes up so rarely for me to have to pay scalper prices. Um, what about you guys? Do you have, have y'all found any way around it or does it I've, come out later? I haven't yeah. seen it come out later locally in about a year. I, I usually get lucky in, in groups or, or someone will reach out to me. Like some of you have reached out to me and I appreciate it. Uh, hey, I've got this thing. There's a spare sitting right here. Yes or no. And it's like, mm, you know, and it's usually on the fly. Yay or nay. Um, so I'm really grateful that, that, that we have a good network. To, to do those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, with like third party stuff, you'll see people like fans toys in particular, people will go all in, Oh, I collect fans toys now. And they'll spend whatever they spend. And then like two months later, it's like, Oh, I'm out of fans toys now and selling everything. It's <laughs> called it surging it. <laughs> Cause you literally, it's a surge of toys. It's like it works on two levels, you know, sure it does. It's a surge of crap that you're tired of, and a few months later, you get rid of it I, all. I just thought today, I was like, oh, I didn't know he got the mini bots from Fans Toys, but there you are. And he sold them all today to, some dude, today, named, yeah. to some dude named Peter. Oh, there you go. What? He bought the Fans Toys mini bots? Like, he sold yes. off, he was selling off his Masterpiece crap at a table with Phil yeah. at the last TFCon in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought he was he was done with at least G1 masterpiece I, you know i don't have room to talk because i think i've done that twice um so i haven't bought new masterpiece again and i know the, like the, a lot of times the Paul... frequency that surge does that though is is higher than most to each their own man we all have different yeah. different yeah, Paul, wavelengths Paul, Paul and rob and, and whoever will be like oh like you know, because I'll talk about, like, oh, like, you know, the new Masterpiece Starscream looks really cool. Like, I kind of wish I could get it. And they're like, well, why don't you get it then? I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I can't, I can't do that. Because if I get that, <laughs> then I get, then I got to go back and get the rest. all the Masterpieces. Like, it's just, it's just. Yeah. If, I think it's totally fine if people want to buy stuff and they know they're not going to keep it, but they just want to play with it for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's totally legit. Like, hey, I wanted the fan story stuff. I wanted to check it out for six months, and then I'm done with it. That's That makes sense. But people are like, oh, I'm totally into this now. And they just don't think once. And I'm not saying Search does this or not. I don't know. 
No, you know, I, they just don't think one step ahead of them. So it's like, be honest with yourself. Are you really going to want that in a month or in six months? Because if not, fuck it. Skip it, dude. Save that. I don't think it the headache and the search. But there are a lot of, I'm talking specifically fans toys, fans that just yeah. they chase the hype. Then it's like, oh, wait, this is complicated or it's a character I don't connect to or it's whatever. Or I've spent $4,000 and then they're like, oh, I'm out. Oh, I'm you out. got four toys. Cool. <laughs> when are you going to get the other 25 or 50 right. or whatever the fuck number they're up to? <laughs> uh, it is cool being um, uh, in the uh, the MPG1 game just because it's come out some slow. There's a little bit of fun to it. And I'm not and I'm very patient. But like so many of the deep corners are in theory getting scratched with especially with X Transbots, a lot of their reveals lately. Um, they're really hitting in there. Um, you know, I do wish Make Toys would come back and finish some of the stuff they started because no one's hitting those mm-hmm. and hasn't talked about hitting those and isn't looking to hit those. Um, but, you know, there I, are still some of the other combiners, but I feel third-party Masterpiece still has not figured out combiners. I'm curious but, you know, like they're working on it. is going to make an appearance at TFCon. Like, if, are, are they going to do try to eke out an exclusive um, you know, like to, like they've done in the past, or they're gonna try and eke out something else and whatnot. Cause like, did they finish their seekers up? Make toys. Like make make toys. Like they were supposed they to uh, finish up the cone heads. Did they? They did not. Those all they, well, they didn't finish the cone heads. They did the first three, and then they reissued Starscream or or Com- Comet Fred. And then Sunstorm came out. Quality on it was in the trash, but it still commands a lot on eBay. Um, and then Acid Storm, there, right? The Did come- Acid Storm is out now. Um, TF Source hasn't like kept marking it up until release, and now it's like fifty percent more than it, they originally marked it for. And the colors are off. People try to downplay it, but it's just like the the bright greens a shade too bright, and the dark greens a shade too dark. And so, like combined, it just it I don't think it looks good. You know, some people will take different pictures with different lighting, and it won't look as bad, right? But it doesn't look as nice as the images do. And then their purple one, uh, the hot link or whatever, they tried to crowdfund and that didn't make it. Um, and then I think Dirge came out. Or, one, of, yeah, one of the Dirge came out. Come. Uh, but Ranjet and whoever, I'm just blanking, uh, did not thrust. Yeah, those have not come out. And will they? I, I, got, I, I, I was think, less excited about the Seekers than I was about Buster and Hydra and the other Target Masters, the other Headmasters. Well, KFC... You know, the, had Buster and Hydra at CAD level years back. And he Keith is getting the God Generai stuff going again. Like he's starting to like say, hey, getting the dust off, right? Because they got the prototypes and stuff for that one. Um, so I'm hoping, I think he's planning on getting back into Masterpiece with whoever he has designing KFC now. And, and he's thinking those designs. And so I'm hoping that'll back- be our Buster, Hydra, and Darkwing, Dreadwind. Let's do if it. we go back to last week's conversation, though, when you guys were talking about the GoBots, you know, you were talking about, oh, like some of these companies make GoBots, these third party, like, oh, nope, they're gone. Nope, they're they're gone, too. Like, there are far fewer third party companies now than there were two or three years ago, let alone pre, you know, let alone now that we're post-COVID. Um, you know, it was Lemon Tree, you know, had some cool looking stuff and, and they did Purple Potato and is that it are they done or they're supposed to be sending me replacement parts because my purple potato had a couple of manufacturer defects and that they still they reach out like hey did you get your parts i'm like no i don't have a shipping like okay they said they're they're sending it now like 
they're reaching out to me to ask if it's done, which is a good sign, right? Yeah. It, you know, but I haven't got my parts and it doesn't form right. So, so, so hopefully, hopefully this TFCon will be a smorgasbord of third-party reveals, because um, I do feel like, you know, I, I don't necessarily need them, um, but they they do fill holes in the collection that you know you you do want. You do want those third-party scale or quality. I'm sorry, not third masterpiece quality uh, and scale. You know, toys that that just Hasbro, you know, will never get to. Like, I don't think Fans Toys is ever going to do the Fort Max that they teased like I could, I could see them doing like, you know, the head, which they said was a separate piece. I could maybe see that coming out. Yeah. But I don't know if they would do that when they know they're not going to do the rest. I think it was, it was hilarious and awesome that they revealed that, but like get real guys. I just, I just don't see that actually. It's, ever happening. It's, it's cool that your designer worked on that on his lunch break for three months. You know, that's, yeah. that's good on them. <laughs> um, yeah. You're not fooling anybody. But, but yeah. then again, whoever thought they'd actually put out with Mega Supreme? Oh, uh, like four companies think they would because they did. <laughs> so, but I think when the, the 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 prototypes, the great the renders for Mega Supreme, when those first came out, people were like, sure, buddy, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely one of those moments, right? And then, like, oh, not only did it come out. Other people got in the game out of nowhere for some reason. I mean, that's almost a vintage toy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's older. What was that? Is it a Chugster piece? <laughs> and it's, yeah, the, the market's definitely shrunk, which has, you know, changed my buying habits to some degree. Like, the only big loss we've had in that area is DX9. Like, recently is DX9. Um potentially unique toys this w- with it kind of they haven't done g1 stuff too. they haven't done g1 stuff in a while they've been doing movie stuff for a little bit here and I, there but i'm I, not sure i thought they announced that they were done i can't remember well I, that was explicitly the dx non-side but we've all they're all they're like the same thing right so yeah but so those guys are uh i believe they're new age um is what what i've heard so incestuous yeah, yeah, so, like, it's, I don't know, and, and that's the thing, too, I feel like with a lot of the collecting is collectors in general where, you know, however many years ago everybody was into Chuck, and then Masterpiece, you know, kind of took over, and then that's been, like, huge, too. And then it's like, but then you have all these people where you get bored, and you're like, okay, well, I have this whole Masterpiece collection, like, what else am I going to get? And then Legends comes out. And you're like, oh, that's really cool, too. And then, you know, Hasbro, like, ups their game with Chug. And you're like, all right, I'm back into Chug, too. Like, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I feel like these companies create these new scales um, or, or looks and whatnot. G1 and sells the best. Is- and they're trying to figure out how can we sell G1 again. Which, you know, makes, you know, I get it. It's, it's a valid question, but, you know. Third party both killed itself and Hasbro killed a lot of it. You know, when Hasbro yeah. started saying, oh, hey, collectors are a thing. We should make toys for them more like straight up G1 crap that killed off Chug third party completely. It was just like, yeah. why would you do this anymore? Nobody cares anymore. There's better stuff at Walmart for $15. You know, I don't need this right. $40 weird Springer toy from fans projects. Right. <laughs> Which was amazing for its time, but there's no reason to buy it now at all right other than just as kind of a novelty um you know so that that got rid of all the chug stuff 
and then the uh, masterpiece guys, so many of them ate their own. Um, you know, Fantoys being very aggressive in their marketing and how they reveal, which is Keith has been planning what has happened over the past few months for a while. Like a lot of that stuff has been in design for a long time, right? And then he's just like, boom, 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 boom. He's like, if you don't have this stuff ready to go, you cannot compete with me on every single one of these right now. And then plus a lot of them are deep digs, right? You know, um, of course, it's going to be fucking seven years before half of that comes out, if we're lucky. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Is um, Perfect Effects still around? They haven't done anything in a while. They um, they they did the Beast Gorira. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. did a the um the lion as well leo convoy they I thought did that came leo after, convoy right? Gorira. no leo yeah. convoy i thought was they, first oh, and, and they did uh, transmetal 2 megatron and yeah cryotech as well but even that yeah. was like four or five years ago now yeah right it's all old but they're, they they're awesome upgrade kits I too because i know dna is kind of taking that over a little bit dna is kicking kicking ass on those kits yeah uh perfect effect they did i mean they reissued i want to say one of the fort max kits or, or uh, i might be misremembering and then bad cube is gone Bad cubes toast yeah yeah i mean like they may still be there they didn't necessarily go out of business but they're not making anything right, right. they tried to launch a new brand and yeah the nature's brand. line was not not what we were after yeah, you know so many people say oh i wish people would do new characters whatever like, no you don't i mean look at look at um um uh tfc Anna does actually just just FYI. Yeah, um, yeah but that's like I know five if Catherine's in the chat, um, she showed what, what B girl or something. There's some B girl that I guess has uh, has actually been a hot seller. So, but like TFC does their own thing every once in a while. They've got a couple. I'm like, surprised they're still around. But same. I think they're I've, under different names. I think that Kang Toys is TFC. I've heard that. Yeah. And so, um, like, that's all there's. Because, like, didn't they do another um, G.I. Joe Prime tank thing recently? Like and they're doing version? a Megatron Destro's uh, Dominator or something. They're doing. Yeah. Which, that's yeah, like a $300 toy that mm-hmm. when the pre orders went up, they didn't have any, like, color renders of it yet. And just, I was, I was, I, I, I want to see the toy. I might get it, but I'm not going to plunk down that much money without actually seeing what the, the toy itself looks like. Yeah, but they've also got like other other pieces. They've got like wholly original jet dudes that are two hundred dollars, and they they're like super greebly hyper. I don't even know hyper stylized anime TFC. design. Yeah, it's, I know it's TFC, so that's that's what you expect. But it's like these are non characters with bodies that aren't really evocative of anybody that we're familiar with at a two hundred dollar price point in grayscale. I'm not gonna get hyped on that. I'm not. As much as I would want to say that, oh, it'd be cool if someone did an original character, an original blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, make me a really nice Nautica or make me yeah. a really nice whoever the heck, you know, let's let's whoever stick the with fudge. what we know. I saw an interesting take on that the other day. And, and, and Rob, you buy these. The, the company that makes the, the cube transforming toys. Oh, this 52 is so toys. What's that? 52 toys. 52 toys. I kept thinking like, no, it can't be the same thing as the DC the lab no but you're right 52 toys so i saw the other day that they've got a a jet that turns into two different styles of jet and a robot 
Now it doesn't look like a transformer, but it's like, all right, that's, that's neat. That's cool. I might pick it up. And it's like, it's a, it's a transforming robot toy. But um, it's not $200. It's not $200, but also they have, as a company have built up this following with doing that, that cube toy shtick for a couple of years. And it's like, all right, now we're kind of going to like dip our toe into something that's pretty darn close to a transformer. And like, I feel more comfortable with them doing that, even though it, you know it doesn't look like a, a, a you know Autobot or some kind of kind of thing. But it's just like, oh, cool, yeah, I trust these guys. These guys make cool toys. You know, I'm not, I, I don't love all the things they do, but they've got some character and personality to them, and this thing looks cool. So here's a known commodity making a new character, but the designs look neat, and I'm, you know, yeah, it's like a fifty dollar toy. I'm, I'm pretty darn tempted to pick it up. And what I like how they've what they've done about their business, I think they. A lot of people, uh, eyes are too big for their stomach, especially for that first release. And they just put out some massive thing or try to, right? And it just, like, bold forms Gladius, right? Just complete. That dude should have started tiny. I understand he had a big dream, right? And I feel bad for the guy, but it was it was garbage by all, and by everybody. But, like, Except if he just started with small stuff, you know, he might have been able to get Kings ironed out, right? And, and been able to get there and, um, so I like to see toy brands grow like that. KFC grew. Remember, they started off with like the little Rhinox, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't great Remember. quality. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, sorry, tapes, Rantform. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the tapes, I mean, there was an old, it was called Eagles or something like that back in 2011, 2012. And it was just renders before it became Keith's Fantasy Club. It was, it was called like Eagles this or Eagles that. And there was like a set of, I want to say, weapons that combined for TFC Superion and that all kind of spiraled. Yeah. There's like an, uh, an old set. I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it had like the original renders, uh, the CAD drawings for, for steel jaw, what became steel jaw and, and Ramhorn, like those flip down ones. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, that works well for a lot of like fans toys, you know, started off with quake blast or quake wave. I don't know how, you know, but that's the exception to the rule. I feel like for most people, like trying to start off too large, I mean, the third-party companies I miss the most that have gone is Fans Project and Make Toys. And again, Make Toys isn't completely dead yet. I think they're going to have something at TFCon, a uh, repaint of something, right? You know, either of Jazz or Starscream, most likely, I suspect. That's that's my guess, but, you know, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> it's funny, another third-party company that's sort of... I don't know if I've seen a third party company do that. Well, no, I have, I have, I shouldn't say, uh, fans hobby where you've got, they've kind of got two different scales that they're working on right now. Um, they've got the, they're doing the Unicron trilogy primes. So they did Naval commander and they've shown renders for, um, uh, Energon prime. Um, I don't know what his name is going to be, uh, but then they're doing the Headmaster Junior guys, too. And and you could say, oh, well, they scale together. It's like, yeah, maybe they scale together, but those are two drastically different size toys and price points that you're buying. Um, so, you know, I, I like what they've got going on in terms of, a, I don't know, I feel like I feel like Fans Hobby doesn't get as much love as some of the other companies do. I, and I get Naval Commander had some, quite a few QC issues, but... But Fans Hobby got, handled it awesomely. Yeah, they were like replacement parts for everybody. Our fuck up, and we're gonna make it right. Like it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, you know, like 
its life, right? But they're like, we're going to fix it. I think that was awesome. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they're up there for me in terms of third-party companies and the number of pieces I have of theirs. I reluctantly buy Fans Hobby. I mean, I think they make good product, although some of the engineering sometimes isn't great. Sometimes it's fine. I just The aesthetics aren't what I look for, but beggars can't be choosers on a lot of these characters. Like yeah. Their G1 stuff is definitely masterpiece scale. Yeah, I don't think it's masterpiece uh, quality in a lot of because you know it doesn't have the paint and it's not cartoon aesthetics. Um, a lot no, of them are just it, it, they're evocative. The price point's not bad either, though. Price points, yeah, the price points are excellent on their stuff. Yeah, it's, it's you get what you get, right? It's a trade-off. Yeah, I mean they are they're I would say they're they're good solid structure pieces. They're good toys. Like I I don't disagree. I just don't think they fit in, and I think that's why you don't see the love. Like they're not going to get the following that. Fans toys has because they're not straight up what you would expect from a G1 masterpiece toy. Like you can put it on there, say, but it's yeah. I, I would just say from squinting. a lot of different angles, they're a good company. You know yeah. the the products, their the rollout, the 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 way they tease out stuff, um, the customer service that you've talked about. There's from a lot of different angles, they are handling this far better than what you've seen of other third party companies. Like they come off like a real legit actual corporation versus just like i'm a dude trying to do this in my basement man and give me a break these things will come out and it's like all right um i'm gonna get my credit card to refund me on that oh by the way on that note do not i repeat do not buy uh, homebrew kits of masterpiece beast wars toys off of a facebook guy or that has an etsy shop that that rabbit hole went deep and, and got ugly so fast. I, I haven't followed up on it since it blew up a few weeks ago. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. Like there was a lot of stuff in the TFW thread, and it sounded like you know ten full hat stuff. But it's like you know when there's a smoke, there's a fire, and it was just like too much of this is all lining up with a known scammer who made extremely similar stuff multiple times and keeps moving. And the fact that he at least sent some stuff out this time seems to be better than normal, right? But it was still pretty garbo, which is which is sad. You know, I want there to be more stuff. Like I was, if it came out and it was decent for what it was supposed to be, you know, it's it's not a toy off the factory line, right? It was never going to be. But if it was decent for what it was trying to do, like I probably would have been like, all right, I'll get in them batch two, or I'll try to hunt one down. You know, I was ready to to go in, but I'm glad I didn't. I feel sorry for cast members Swift and Anna. I think Anna filed her refund in time. I don't know if Swift did or not. He didn't chime in on that. Um, he's probably did in Discord. Probably should check over there. But but yeah, I, I, I get being excited for Masterpiece Beast Wars, but that was that went south quick. Stick with that's, people that have put stuff out. Oh man, I want some more from them so bad, but they went silent. They've teased Tigerhawk, and then that's where it's ended. As well as the, the guys that did the huge uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron. Yeah. We haven't heard anything else from them. It's been, yeah, it's been like three years since we've heard anything from them. Anything new. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can always throw some slides up at TFCon. Oh, that would be a fun memory 
trip down memory lane. We can get the slides from TFW. Like they're all in TFW if nothing else, right? Yep, they are. And it's like and we what percentage? What percentage of these never came out? You know, like of, of individual toys, not slides, because some people are like, oh, here's 20 pictures of one thing, right? But like of all the things announced, what percentage came out? And how many died? You know, some of them like fans toy stuff's like, okay, those still might come out, right? Blitzwing might come out one day from fans toys. Who knows? It's unlikely, but maybe, <laughs> you know, but. Oh. Trailbreaker. But yeah, there are a lot of smaller companies that like, this is our first offering, a new company, and it's going to be great. Everyone like looks at each other awkwardly at, during the, the presentation, like, what? The, what is this? The end. Like that G.I. Joe Soundwave tank thing. Like, I, I thought that would have been pretty cool, but I never had really high hopes, and I'm glad I didn't get my hopes up. Because it. I want 118th scale transformers to play with my gi joes and have since i was a weed estron you know but i that no <laughs> you know it's if it is going to happen it's going to be clumsy and poorly done and ultimately it's not going to be what i want so i don't want to get too excited about it ever again and i know christian really got excited for that um unicron trilogy toy like, I remember the toy, I just can't remember the name. Like, a little blue dude, like, a, turns into a little tank. Oh, Scattershot? Yeah, remember there was a third-party company that was going to do yeah. that. Backpack. Then, uh, some of us sent... Yeah, that that's not coming out. Yeah. Like, that's... It's been so long and silent, it's dead. But, the thing that's hard with that is, is just the target market. I mean, it's just... It's so small. And especially, you know, for, for some of that stuff. And I, I feel like a lot of times they try to price the things almost too low where it's like they almost need to go the other way and just make it you know expensive because like you're not gonna like your market's not gonna be that big you know? right um, but even well, i mean for that one there was 75 dollars for a, a masterpiece sized backpack and backpack even masterpiece size is only so big when compared to other things yeah. you know to scale it out properly so 75 dollars is already right in the ballpark of what it would cost if it weren't being done by a homebrew and this guy had, I want to say it's like a proven track record, but he had like one kit come out years before. It was the uh, the add-on kit for the Roadbuster uh, redeco from Universe of Cybertron Defense Hotshot. Tracking? Yep. <laughs> it's like, it was that Target yep. 2 pack. I, I have the head robots kit for that. There you go. Oh, no, wait, no. No, I'm thinking of something else. Anyways. But yeah, so he had this this kit and it was it was good and it came out and it was you know that was years ago, it was like yeah. a decade prior. And now he's trying to do this thing and it was it was supposed to be the little project that could and it it couldn't. The fact that Fans Hobby actually got some Unicron trilogy stuff out, I think, is surprising in and of itself because when Make Toys, one of the definitely like top tier third party companies, did their Armada Starscream. Which for Galaxy Force yeah. uh, Starscream that was both yeah. like a popular character, um, a cool design, right? And everyone that got hands on that toy talked about how amazing it was. Like it did some really cool crap, some really good engineering and neat stuff. Um, and they canceled it, <laughs> you know, because they're like it didn't sell enough. And enough people complained. They was like, okay, no, we'll they, go ahead and release it anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say um, they ended up releasing it, and then they're yeah, supposed to. But do it got recolors. canceled for that bit. Yeah, yeah but it's like. They could barely make that work, and that's an established company that can take a little risk doing 
everything else lines up, not some, you know, right. offshoot little dude, right? That was much less important. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like fans hobby, for whatever reason, they kind of have that niche of, like, everyone just kind of likes their stuff. Like, they, like, they're like the weird stuff company that are, you know, doing the neat characters. And so you're just kind of like, all right, I, I'm in for it. You know, I'll just. I feel that. that Kinda... However, their factory arrangement goes, they can get away with smaller runs yeah. and setting the price better than some other ones. And I don't know if that's a right. oh, it's because they own their factory type of thing, like Keith does, you know, or or what it is. But I just right. something there lines up where they can get stuff done that other companies can't. Yeah, yeah, I know that that it, that seemed like that was the case with Make Toys. It's like that they had to make pretty big runs of things in order yeah. for it to like the economics to work out so yeah we know they didn't own their factory because of other things that happened in relation to them and how it hurt them at the same time so it's they definitely don't own it owning your own factory has got to be interesting clarification yeah i was gonna say we got some interesting clarification on the whole that topic after last week's show i need to go back and catch up on that thread did we follow the thread because i i I quit following it kind of after the... Like, I watched... I read it for a couple days. Um, yeah. And but then I forgot to follow back up on it. I need to do uh, that. Do people I ever talk about me on the thread? Friday. Do what? Do people ever talk about me on the thread? Oh. What do they say about me? Do they like me? Do they like this me? was just about Machine Robo. We like you. Yeah. I guess that's fine. There, there are some very passionate Machine Robo fans out there. And they... There are. They gave us some feedback. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. that bad. There was so, there were there were a couple people that were actively they, picking, they, and it was the same person using different aliases, picking from different locations. Yeah, they, they I got was, referred to some, as that guy. They so. they used my name. <laughs> there I was used, some from what I saw was uh, some not appreciating how much someone didn't appreciate some of the things they had was one one thing i saw that was one of the things yeah yeah no it's all good yeah i think i think you got tamped down and and cleared yeah rob jumped in and and clarified some things and and there were some positive responses and yep yeah to be clear like we're just chatting (laughs) i'm just sitting there thinking like we're being so like coy about this whole thing that it's like Anyone who's listening to this is like, what in the heck are you guys talking about? Somebody so, said that we said some wrong stuff during the, the show the other day. And a couple of things, we, at least minor stuff we did. And the rest is, okay. I think we make it obvious when we're speculating. Right? Yeah. And right. We're friends chatting about toys. I, I feel like cool usually we try not to actually give misinformation on the show. So if well, no. we're not sure, we usually try to preface it and say like, hey, I'm not, not 100% sure about this or, or whatever the case, you know, may be. So, um, and, well, we also and talk again, over each other all the time, like I'm doing right now. Right. So, and it's a live podcast. So, that's the thing that's 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 what's tough is is that you know, it's it's easy to sit there after you're like as, as you're listening to something and saying, oh, well, obviously, like it's it's this, this, and this, but it's like when you're sitting here having a conversation, you forget and you're like, Oh, well, obviously you know that there should be six Wendy's toys, not five. I mean, 
Who yeah, that was that? that was the the big egregious mistake is that I, I said that there were five Wendy's toys and not six, and I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Three Guardians to the and three Renegades. Yeah, so <gasps> all my creds out. Jet, see, Guardian see, car, is... Guardian space shuttle, Renegade spaceship slash jet, Renegade helicopter, and Renegade truck. There you go. Name them now. No. Well, and that's the show. <laughs> See, and Peter, this is why you need the actual uh, display from Wendy's from back then, so that that oh, way I know. you would know. I've got a Machine Robo hairbrush. It's a pocket hairbrush, and it folds out and has two of the characters from it. It has it has the little uh, Bandai sticker. That is an oddity. But I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll shut up now. They weren't that mean. I know, I know. I'm, I'm teasing. So, I'm just shocked to see that Peter is not the most intelligent person on a transforming robot subject matter. Damn it. I mean, you're sort of what we all aspire to, Peter, and now that dream is ruined. I know, I know. I've, I've, I've been toppled. I've been toppled by the guy who... The TF Wiki exists specifically because of to, to stop his <laughs> his pirate edits and all that stuff. So you know, whatever. I like how you're trying to compensate now by getting into Brave. Like I'm going to learn everything about Brave now, just to just to say I can know everything about Brave and have all the Brave toys. So Good. if I know everything about Machine Robo, everything about Brave, everything about GoBots, Mo2, GI Joe, Transformers, and Mask, I'm Where's a lot your Ninja Turtle knowledge, bro. I don't have any of that. <laughs> I mean. Like, like, that means reading comics. I don't know how to. Hey, come uh, on. I mean, I think if you get Machine Robo, Gobots, uh, Diaclone, Transformers, and Brave, like, I think that's pretty solid. Like, you know, '80s robots. You know, it's but like, Brave is forgotten about because it's not in the U.S. Right, but that right. is totally where Transformers would have gone if it had stuck around. Absolutely. At least in Japan, if it had kept going in Japan only. Right, that's literally Takara running with a different line <laughs> you know hey look here's my super megatron figure <laughs> yeah and like i'm sure as a lot of people know some transformer stuff was repainted into brave with remolds and stuff you know it's, that's how that was it that's where it was going that's why the laid-in transformer stuff looks like brave toys because they're bricks that's where the designs designers were they just they just swapped the name over the door and kept kept doing exactly what they were doing Basically, yeah. Yeah, and there's fun stuff. I need more shelves. Stuff, yeah. I've been wanting to get into Brave for like a decade. I have a few things, but that's so difficult. That's where I'm at with, with Machine Robo. Is I knew that once I started, it was going to be a problem. I haven't, I haven't purchased much Transformers, anything vintage for the last... I mean, that's a lie. <laughs> but less than normal. Yeah, less than normal. My budget's been like pretty Machine Robo heavy lately. Um because I knew that once I once I once I pulled that bandaid off, it's just gonna be blood everywhere. It's awesome. So much blood. Delicious, delicious blood. Delicious. We had that conversation. The kids and I had a had a conversation at dinner the other night about how how good blood tastes. Anyway, different. Sorry. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> well, about time I hit the trail. <laughs> oh God, I feel sorry for whoever's rooming with you at TFCon. Surge. 
It won't be for long. Oh, fuck. I'm in that room. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> oh, wait. Fuck, Phil is, too. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the joke. Woo! Yeah, completely. Like, I've been thinking mostly that I wouldn't be going for a while. Only today it is like, you know what? I think I'm going to go. Please um, go. It's going to be mean, so I want fun. to. It's. I know. I know. But, but that circles back to the beginning miss. of the conversation is is – if the dealer room isn't isn't the jam anymore and, and people are going to be crying, literally, oh, I don't want to be muzzled at the show. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Bye. Don't come. Um, not, that's not me saying that to you. I'm saying for people that are they're bitching about, oh, there's going to be a mask mandate. No, now you get to the point where you tell him not to come. No, no, no. I want him oh. to come. Okay. I'm faxed. I'm good. I got my card. But I'll wear a mask, too. I don't care. Bingo. <laughs> It'll be good. That's going to be fun, hopefully, if it happens. Yeah. But, yeah, we go to see all our smiling faces in person. Mm-hmm. It's going to be That's weird. been the main reason I've gone in a long time. Anyways, the rest is just fringe benefits. I love I the like... fact that the audience all thinks we're in different parts of the country where we're all actually in the same room having this conversation. <laughs> we work hard to maintain that. Yeah. I, I we're all like it's... daily show correspondents. <laughs> Just green screens. Well, I mean, as you notice, Lucas and I have the same shelves because he's right there. Yeah. Uh, there also, the cat jumps behind Lucas. Right. <laughs> right. This is the section of Rob's shelves that he hasn't put uh, uh, glass over. So it's really uh, most is. of it I have not put glass over, which I need to do because certain somebody keeps chewing on everything that's at the base level. Or you, I catch her before should, she chews, but she like you know how the cats do that thing where they rub their face on it, and then she's like, and I'm like, but you should take down all your toys and, and put it all in bins if you can't keep you know things hands off of them. Make, make sure Shut to up. only put them in, in Ziploc bags in the, in the bins. And... Oh yeah, Ziploc yeah. bags are great for plastic. They love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I do, you know, Phil, you are a problem solver, though. Uh, so there, there's someone um, in the Facebook groups that their three-year-old, I guess, was getting a little handsy with his stuff. And so I guess that he had made the decision to uh, to bin it. Um, and I had a similar issue when my kids were younger uh, as well. But I did what Phil did, which was I got child locks for my uh, collection room. And then for the ones that I have upstairs that are not in the room, I got those uh, child locks and, and like put glass up or whatnot on the shelves so that they couldn't get to um, to those. And then I would also hand them toys so that like they would be occupied not by the high end stuff that yeah. This cat has learned how to open doors, um, so we have to lock them. She is a very smart kitty, and. So- we have a lock on the pantry, like one of the, like a, a child lock thing, and she brute forces it open. <laughs> you have a raptor. You have a raptor. <laughs> a furry, cute, adorable raptor. Yeah. She's the best people cat I've ever had. She is so chill and so wonderful with people. The worst cat cat I've ever had. Straight up hunts them, like low to the ground at the second she's in a shared space. And I was carrying Yoshi the big brown cat y'all seen on the show sometimes I was going to carry him downstairs because you switch rooms a lot when you're trying to get them used to each other to get their smells right. Right. I was carrying him downstairs. Thought it'd be fine. 
and she sees me and leaps up to my chest and I'm a tall guy to attack him. And that point I was like, okay, we're starting over. And now she's down here in this half of the house for two weeks and not going to see the other cats at all. Got to start over. <sighs> Sorry, cat rant. Paul says she's adorable, but a pain in the ass. Let, let uh, the, you know, whatever bleed into the podcast. But I feel like we have to explain some of these things because we have these like inside baseball conversations on the podcast that no one listening to would have any idea what the hell we're talking okay. about. We're an hour and 40 into this. Yeah. If anybody's listening still, they enjoy our bullshit banter or they're friends of ours, you know, That's which true. is the same, but you know, yeah. true, true, true. I, I just figure for, if there is someone that's listening and doesn't know what we're talking about, at least that way we can kind of explain some of what we're talking about. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well if you I come don't to even know that we really talked about the, whatever topic that we have here today. I'm changing collection. Hey, you know, I don't know. It, it we was talked about Transformers those, collecting. It, I mean, it's it was kind of one of those things where I, I, I figured that we just have kind of a fun conversational, you know, show and I, not necessarily have a firm topic. Like none of us had a topic to suggest, so none of us get to bitch about. Oh, this wasn't a good enough topic. Like, I didn't. I put zero thought. In, like, hey, be social tonight and talk about toys. Cool. Does that imply that there's other nights you do put thought into it? Because that's kind of frightening. We into our topics. We do sometimes. Okay. Every once in a while. Uh, that's going to be next week's episode, and it's going to be the most popular episode ever. Is how do you mingle pets with your collection? I'll take those YouTube dollars right now. Just go ahead, get my boat, toys and cats, rich. And there's silence. I like that on a podcast. <laughs> I just we always try to figure once. out like Peter's uh, collection that like isn't set up and whatnot, right? So it's like pretty much been the same thing where there's like nothing behind him. But then he just keeps pulling things out that are like, oh hey, like look at this, like, you know, whatever. So like, what? I, I'm curious what the other side of uh, what's behind. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's not happening. Um, every 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 paycheck because my room expanded a lot. Uh, my my this is my chug room, my my modern room. It expanded by a whole lot. So there's just piles of boxes and totes and things right in front of me. And a lot of it, since the way my brain works, I, I have like quick access and I know exactly where all of it is. So it's like, oh, this is where this is and that is where that is. And let's pull it out real quick. Um, this is where Unicron's going to go is right behind me. I, I, I've it's, it's going to be fine. Everything will be fine. And then, uh, and then over if there I is where glorious. Hmm. If I find you mean glorious. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's, there's like a, there's like a plan and I have it all drawn up and stuff and, and she's on board. So I just have to pay for it. But there are other projects that we have going on and I have to like move us into the house first. The kids' rooms are done. I guess I gotta work on other rooms before I can play with my room, which is fine. So, yeah. So there's gonna be. Unicron, a... which uh, mode are you displaying them in? Planet mode. 
But I have the uh, the fancy cell or studio cell or whatever one too. So he's going to be kind of bumbling around, and I've got Galva, you know, Grand Galvatron, you know, this is Unicorn floating around him, and let's see if I can find him, like suspend him, because there's going to be shelves over this, and there's going to be like a can't. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to try and like suspend him, like Grand Galvatron, like floating around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So oh, yeah, man, I didn't, that's the perfect place. Is yeah. Use them as a satellite. But I had no idea where I was going to put this. It's just been on my desk because I'm having any clue. That is a good idea. Somewhere with Unicron, preferably suspended. Perfect. Chef Seats. There you go. And on that that note, uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, book club this week is going to be RID forty-seven through forty-nine. Uh, so. Uh, that is going to be on the TF Talk Discord at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Is that right? I think. I believe so. Same time as all the shows and whatnot. So. Zaldron's um, two messages were like blurring as I was reading them. Like, book club is 75% off. Wait, what? <laughs> um, I mean, going in the show, this is just going to be the best outro while you talk. There you go. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. Thanks to uh, Zaldron. Thanks to Catherine. Thanks to Paul. Thanks to Big Daddy Reviews. Thanks to Antoine. Thanks to Ron. Uh, thanks to Daniel. Who else am I missing? Space Boy G78. There we go. So. 420 Goku XXX. Uh, so there will be a cut the tape this week. Uh, I was too tired to put it up last week when I got back from my, uh, camping trip with the kids. So it'll be up next week. So there definitely will be an episode for that. So, and then Thursday night we will have, uh, our microcasters. I believe we should be doing the arc, uh, this week. So, Oh, I how did y'all talk about five toys in like 42 minutes? I We're, don't understand. I was expecting that episode to be like four hours long. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like somehow we, we've actually been a little bit quicker. Not, they have not quick by any means, but it's at least not been, you know, as, as stretched out as what it was before. So after three years, we're, we're, you know, starting to not be for a whole month and then it's going to go back. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, join us for the arc where we'll probably do that uh, and just talk about nothing forever. But uh, so Fun. anyway, apparently Paul says he has something to show us. I don't know what that means. He means outside the show. That, I know that'll that that'll be like an, another inside baseball uh, uh, thing. So so there you go. So all right. Well, thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!